Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you all for yet another opportunity to visit with you and to hear your word and to be encouraged and to be blessed by you. So now come and speak to us words of life. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. So we have been studying the, um, uh, the book of James, uh, looking through this amazing book of James with a message, Practical Grace-Filled Leaven. Uh, and uh, God opened the eyes of the Apostle James, um, the earthly brother of Jesus, to pen down some practical truths to help us navigate this journey. Uh, here on earth until we see Jesus face to face. So we're going through that. We're in part four today. And today I want us to look at uh, from uh, uh, verse 14 to 26 of James 2, how to have strong faith that really works, right? Uh, God tells us we should walk by faith and not by sight, right? All things are possible to those that believe in God. And so faith is a big factor in our spiritual journey. And so how do we really have strong faith? Because uh, the greater your faith, the more closer you are to God, and the more you will live in the will of God to be blessed by Almighty God. Uh, and so let's jump right into it. Uh, James 2 is right there on your, on your outline. Make sure you have one. Uh, you can see it on the screen as well. I mean, for those of you who love online, you can go to favorlife.org, Sunday worship. You can see all the, uh, the scriptures out there as well. Amen. So let's jump right into it. Um, uh, James uh, 2, verse 14 to 26. It says, uh, begin from verse 14. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say goodbye, have a good day, stay warm, and eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. How good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. Now someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds, but I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this and they tremble in terror. How foolish can you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. And so it happened just as the scripture says, Abraham believed God, and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Rahab the prostitute is another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hit those messengers and sent them away by a different road. Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good 
deep works. Amen. So you see the repetition of faith, 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 faith. Several times in here in this short passage of scripture. And, and uh, uh, the Apostle James, inspired by the Holy Spirit, is really speaking to us about how we can have strong faith. The kind of faith that works. The kind of faith that opens doors. That mountain-moving faith. And he uses practical terminology to be able to help us understand that. And I'll get into that in a moment. But here is the crux of it. If you look at this, uh, you know, James 2.17, as we read, you know, this is sort of the memory verse, the key verse in what we just read. read that, let's read it together. It says, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. So faith is good. God wants us to have faith in him. But if all we have is something that is in the head, I believe in God. I trust in God. And it stops right in our head and doesn't get into our heart. And it doesn't move our hands and our feet and our eyes and our mouth. He says, it is what? It's not good enough. Right? It produces what? It, it, unless faith is, is motion, faith is active. Unless faith in God, our relationship with God produces works, he says what? It, it doesn't help me, it doesn't help you, it doesn't help anybody, and God cannot use that kind of faith. Now, this portion of scripture is the most controversial and misunderstood passage in the book of James. It's been twisted all over. Many cults misunderstand this, and you have many religions that put everything on works. You got to do all this stuff. You have, you have other religions, there's a time in the year where it's like after they pray and they fast, all they do is works, 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 works. The more works I do, right, the more I'll be acceptable by God because they think that that's all there is. It's not about any, my connection with God. It's about what? Works. So that I can pay my way to God's grace. I can bribe God based on what I'm doing. Look, God, see what I'm doing and so forth. So it is one of those misunderstood portions of scripture in the entire Bible. You know, but the Bible is very clear that we are what? We are saved by faith, right? We are saved by grace through faith. We are saved by grace through faith. And now James comes along and he doesn't contradict this. He's saying, hey, yes, you are saved by grace. It's a gift of God it, through your faith, but don't stop there. What God has worked in you, you work it out. What God has done for you spiritually in the natural, let that be evident. Because that's how the victory comes about. We are saved by faith through grace of God but we are blessed by works right so the obedient factor of faith is our works faith is silent only God sees that only God recognizes that but the evidentially part of faith is what works uh, just look at how Paul puts that, right? So let, let's juxtapose these two, uh, these, these two theories, these two theologists. Here's Paul speaking. Paul says, yet we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law, for no one will ever be made right with God by obeying the law. So Paul comes and says, hey, you know, you, be, you, are, you are made right with God by faith, not by works. Not by works. Well, James comes around 
and we just read this. He says this, James 2, 24. He says what? We are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. You say, what, what's, what's up with that? It seems like there is some contradiction here. No, no, no. James says not faith alone, right? Both of them are saying the same thing, right? Coming from different directions. And let, 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 me, let, me, let me break it down for you before we get into this message. So Paul, just as we read, right, Paul speaking to us and saying, hey, you know, we are made right with God by faith, not by works, right? And James coming and saying, hey, we are made right with God, not by faith alone, but we are shown to be made right with God by what we do. What are they talking about? You see, Paul was fighting legalism. This is a time where people say, people say, well, all I have to do is just keep the Jewish law. All I have to do is just do all these commandments, follow all these things, and I'm set to be right with God. These are a bunch of do's and don'ts, and as long as I'm doing it, I am right with God. That was what Paul was dealing with when he says, hey, no, 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 no. You can't bribe your way through God. God cannot be bought. You, you, you don't have enough money to buy God. So whatever your work says, if that's all it is, says, God, look at everything I've done. He says, oh, you could what? You could even kill yourself thinking that that will get me into heaven. He says, it won't happen. Now, James was, was, was dealing with another, the, the, uh, another side of the coin. He was dealing with laxity. He was dealing with Christians. He's talking to Christians who are saying, hey, it doesn't matter what I do as long as I believe. Doesn't matter my behavior, doesn't matter my lifestyle, doesn't matter my choices. All I got to do is believe and I'm gone and, I, and, 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 and I'm right with God. It's all faith. The blood of Jesus, that's all it is. I mean, I can treat you any kind of way. I can go anywhere I want to. I can do whatever I want. And James said, no, 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 no. No, you are made right with God, not by faith alone, but you're made right with God by, yes, faith in God, but let your faith show up in your actions. Now, Paul was dealing with, as we talked about the works, Jewish laws, James was dealing with the Christian lifestyle, right? He says, well, this is a journey, this is a continuum. Jesus accepts us the way we are, but he doesn't leave us the way we are. And so there's got to be growth, maturity, changes, transformation in your life. And the Holy Spirit is out there working to turn your life around so that the victory song that we sing about, it is evident in your being. So he's talking about that Christian lifestyle. Now, Paul, when he says, look, you are saved by faith alone, not by works, he's talking about the root of salvation. The root of your salvation comes from God. What has happened internally is the work of Almighty God. But James is focusing on the fruit of salvation. Jesus said, by your fruits, you can know them. Nobody knows who is a child of God except God alone. But in this world that we live in, right, we will know by your actions, by your choices, by your behavior. And so it says from an evidential perspective, so that your life becomes a testimony that you are not the same, you are changed, you are on a journey to heaven. It's what? The fruit of your salvation, right? God has opened this door for you. Walk through that door and live by faith, live in liberty, live in obedience to the word of God. That is the fruit that comes out of the root. And so if the fruit is bad, then obviously the root isn't good. Right? So if you say, man, I'm a Christian, I can do whatever I want. 
and you are happy doing these things without any conviction and you can sleep at night and you are defending it he says well maybe you you really are not a child of God maybe you like to be a child of God you hang out with children of God but the root man hasn't been changed because a good root will produce what a good fruit a bad root will produce what a bad fruit so Paul was talking about how to know that you were a Christian how do I know that I'm going to heaven how do I know how do I know that my my name is written in the Lamb's book of life I know that I'm going to Christian because I've received Christ as my Lord and Savior James Castle, how do you show that you are a Christian that when you leave this world we can say oh Pastor Mike we know where he's gone <laughs> he's in heaven right now how do we know that by his lifestyle by his be, be, glory to almighty God Paul was talking about how to become a believer you become a believer by faith in Christ Jesus and the process says you, you are made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ alone not works James come and says how you behave like a believer so that you, you when people look at your lifestyle he said this person is acting like Satan himself glory to almighty God how you bring glory to God and not shame to your father is what? Through your works. And so when James comes and says we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone, now you get it right. So someone knocks on your door and says, well, all you got to do is just do all these things. Follow these, these, these 200 rules, right, to get closer to God. It's like if you're doing it because you're doing it out of a heart of obedience and commitment to Almighty God, because God requires you to do that. And your heart has been changed. And that's what makes you happy and joyful and victorious. Living out the liberty that you have a right. You have a right to, to be, live a peaceful life. A life of freedom. And not mess your own life by your own hands. Glory to Almighty God. Now look at how Paul summed this together. This, this, this uh, uh, very, very uh, amazing teaching together in Ephesians 2 8 to 10 let's all read that together for it is by grace you have been saved through faith for a life of good works which God has already prepared for us to do there are three prepositions in this amazing portion of scripture three prepositions by through and for Amen. We are saved by grace that does that through our faith in God. You, you're going to want to choose to be with God. You're going to want to choose to accept his blood to save you. God's not going to force you. So there's a faith element that says, I accept. I accept this gift, free gift of salvation. But it's a gift from Almighty God received through faith. Why? For a life of good works, which God has already prepared for us to do. You cannot do these good works by yourself. Because in your human nature, you and I are broken. You and I, oh, I should raise both hands up. There's brokenness in my life, brokenness in my family, brokenness everywhere I go, brokenness in this world. Turn on the TV and look at how broken, how wretched this world is. So you cannot perform the good works that God created you for. Glory to Almighty God. Without His grace that saves you, without faith that receives you, and that empowerment, oh God, that new life that God gives you to live that separated life 
It is by grace you have been saved through faith. Why? For a life of good works. You are saved to serve God in holiness and righteousness for the rest of your life. So when somebody says, well, you know what? It's just the blood. It's just the blood. I've been saved by faith. I can do whatever I want. That's my freedom. I'm not under law. <laughs> you are under the law of God. The law to love God with all your heart, soul, spirit, and mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And that's what brings the freedom in your life. And it's your liberty, the choice that you've made to follow the right way. <laughs> Man, see, Christians, I can do whatever I want. I've been saved by the blood. I can be saved by the blood. I can just pray over it and fast after I'm done. <laughs> I can go out and go to an all-night service. Go to a revival and everything is done. The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. The blood is there. <laughs> but James comes around and says, you know what? You are, you are kicking bricks into your own life. The enemy is fooling you and causing you to mess your own life. Glory to Almighty God. We are shown to be right with God by what we do. Not by, is, is the Lord speaking to anybody today? <laughs> Amen. So what is real faith? What is real faith? Now look in your hand out and let's, let's all say that together and we'll get into it. So real faith right, is what? It's more than something you say. It's more than something you feel. Real faith is more than something you think. It's even something more that you believe. Real faith is what? Something you do. Real strong faith is more than something you say, more than something you feel, more than something you think, more than something you believe. It is what? Something you do. Glory to Almighty God. And that's what James put it together in this passage of scripture that we, that we talked about. Let's jump right into it. Let's jump right into it. And this week, spend some time in, in small groups. All right? So you can see that this area here gives you some discussion questions, some points. And the Lord is speaking to your heart right now more than what I can share with you. Spend some time with your spouse. Spend some time, you know, somewhere. And sit down and say, let's, let's just have a, a, a Bible study. Let's have a discussion. And let's talk about it and then pray with one another. So first it is, what is the real strong faith that will set us free? Is this real faith is more than something what you say. Real faith is just something that you talk about. James puts it this way. He says what? Look at James 2.14. What good is it if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith say anyone? He uses save, right, salvation from a deliverance perspective. Can that, that faith set you free? Can that faith bring about transformation? Can that faith get you further along in this transformation experience where Christ saved you to transform you into a vessel he can use for his glory and for your good? Can that kind of faith save that all you do is just talk? Talk is cheap. Actions speaks louder than what? Somebody just talks, 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 and, and, and they say, well, just do what I say. Don't do what I do. After a while, you're not going to listen to what they're saying. After a while, you say, look, you can talk all you want to, but listen, I mean, if it's good for you, why don't you go, 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 go handle your life? Go manage your marriage. Go handle your health. Go manage your finances. Go, go handle your life. Because obviously, your talk is what? Cheap. And James comes and says, faith, yes, it's words, it's spoken. This is a confession of faith, but it's got to go beyond just words. Yeah, a lot of people who claim to be Christians ju judge Gallup 
<laughs> did a survey and 50 million Americans says I'm born again I'm born again they like the word I'm a Christian but look at everything that's happening in our world I mean obviously not many of them are Christians whatever is happening right the racism and all the problems that we have in our world you know the tension the the polarization everything that's going on says so many people they want to be a Christian but they, 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 they. <laughs> It, today we tend to label people as Christians if they make the slightest sound of being a believer. If they use any terminology that is associated with Christian. Oh yeah, this person is a Christian. They said this. But look at what Jesus said. I'm in Matthew 7, verse 20 to 23. Jesus is speaking. He says, yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their work. Let's go back and read that one more because this is important, right? We've got, it's in, it says, just as you can what? Identify a tree by its fruit so you can identify people by their, this is not any, this, this, um, this is not any apostle or, or prophet speaking. This is Jesus himself speaking. The one who created you and I. He says what? You, I mean, you can see a tree and say, this is a popo, this is an orange, this is a zucchini, <laughs> Right? So it is, you can identify a person not by the way they dress, not by the car they drive, not by how they look, not by their age, not by their race, not by their background, not by their money, not by their job. You can you identify people by their what? Actions. Not everyone, listen to this. This is even, it goes deeper. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter on judgment day how many 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 really on judgment day many will say to me lord lord look listen this it even gets deeper we prophesy in your name wow we did what cast demons in your name we did what performed not few but what many miracles in your name but i will reply them I never knew you go away from me. You who what? Break God's law. So God said, oh, actions matter? Really? People who are casting out demons? <laughs> Working miracles? And we are following them like a sheep going, to, oh, look at this person. Oh, look at this charisma. Look at their money. Look at their cars. Look at everything they've done. He says, it doesn't matter. And, and, and Jesus comes around and backs up James and says, look, real strong faith is more than something you say. Not everyone who wears a Christian t-shirt is a believer. Not everyone who's wearing a cross is a believer. I mean, many times, you know, people who put it on their skin, you ought to watch out from them than those who do not. Now, and James says, it does you no good if you say you have faith, but don't prove it in your actions. That kind of faith cannot save you. That, that kind of faith doesn't bring value to you. That kind of faith doesn't advance this transformation exchange that God wants, yes, to you to be saved, but doesn't want to leave you where you are. I want you to become a true transformed person of Almighty God. So real strong faith is what, not just something we say, also, a real strong faith is more than something what you feel. 
it's more than emotions. A lot of people confuse emotions and sentiment with faith. They go, so I felt the anointing. I felt the anointing. Well, what happened then? You went home and you won't talk to these people anymore. <laughs> anointing. <laughs> without any works. <laughs> without any transformation. <laughs> Glory to Almighty God. So you can be emotionally moved and never act on it. Right? You can be emotionally moved. The Spirit of God has spoken to your heart, has convinced you, has even gotten you into a place where the only choice you have to do is to do what God wants you to do. And still, that emotion can get you to a place where it's like you dig yourself and say, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to do. You can go to church and get goosebumps. Shake people who have been slain in the spirit, and you see that they're falling over, falling over, falling over, and they go over, and they're, they're still there. nothing is changing in their lives. There, there are no rocks, there are no fruits evident of that. Look at how James puts that. Look at this. James puts that in James 2 15 16. He's speaking to Christians, right? This letter is written to believers. He says, What? James 2 15 16 says, Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing. And you say goodbye, have a good day, stay warm and get well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. How good does that do? We say all the nice things. We say, oh, I said I blessed them. <laughs> I didn't curse them. I didn't have an argument with them. I said, have a good day, stay warm, get well. It is, it, it is well. <laughs> we say that a lot, right? It is well. <laughs> what does it mean? And we are in a position to be able to be a hand of God to them, be a voice of God to them, be a feet of God to them, direct them to find a job, encourage them, pray for them, do something tangible that, that to, to be used by God as an extension of his grace into your life. And we say, oh, no, 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 no. They haven't asked me. They haven't asked me. But the people who need help will not come and ask you. I won't come and ask you to help me. If you can help me, go and help me. If I can help you, God says, go do that. So it's more than just feel, oh, I, f I feel something. Raw faith is more than words. It's more than feelings. It's more than sympathy. It's more. A real believer with strong faith gives assistance, takes the initiative, acts on a need when you become part of God's family, God wants you to get involved with people and care for other believers. That's why he saved you. So that you are his ambassador. You are Jesus' representative. You are Jesus' representative here on earth. Oh, look at what the Apostle John tells us. 1 John 3, 17. He says, if anyone has what? Material possessions and see a, a brother or a sister in need but has no pity on them. How can the love of God be in that person? James is saying, how in the world can God, who is the God of love, be in you? You have food and you're going to throw it away and somebody doesn't have food to, and you know it. You know it. You see, they haven't asked me all. If they come and beg me, I'll give it to them. But they are so prideful, so I won't give it to them. Make the offer and let them say, no, I don't want it. Right? You have clothes, so you know somebody can wear the same clothes. And you look at them, they are wearing the same clothes. They say, my brother, my sister, I have some shoes, so uh, do you like it? You, so you, are, you have material possessions. Why do you think God gave you more than you have? 
to hold it? <laughs> when you live here, it's not going to go with you all. <laughs> right? The reason God gave you more so that you can be, a, there are people God cannot reach by himself. And the reason you are connected with them and you see their need and you hear their trouble so that God can use you to be a blessing to them. Real faith, real faith is more than, oh, I feel their pain. Oh, I feel their pain. What are you doing about that? Where did that feeling come from? It says when God moves on your heart or get into action real fast. Because then <laughs> John says, how can the love of God be in you? <laughs> This is the Bible speaking. It's not we speaking. Right? Sometimes we look at somebody and says, this, this is not Christianity. <laughs> this is not. You see people calling on the name of God and really hurting people. And says, really? This is not the God we serve. Glory to Almighty God. And in little ways and in small ways in our, in our environment, your co-worker, they, they, it doesn't matter what they said to you. You're not doing it for them. You are not doing it for them. You're doing it for who? Almighty God. Raw faith is generous. Raw faith wants to give. Raw faith can, who can count on you in crisis? How many people can have the freedom to call you if they are in an emergency? Listen, as your friend and your pastor, you can call me anytime. If you ever thought you can call me, I am letting you know that you can call me anytime. That is what God wants us to be to each other. Because he says that if we can help somebody, but don't have pity on them, how can the love of God be in us? Look at 1 John 3, 14 on that note also. Oh, John, is, 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 the, is the Bible speaking to us today? Listen, want to be a giver and God will give you more. There's more blessing in giving than in receiving. God is looking for people to use them as a warehouse of his grace. That's stingy people. <laughs> First John 3, 14, look at this. That's, it, this is one of the proofs of salvation, right? So James says, hey, you show your faith by your actions. Here's what John is also speaking on that same note. First John 3, 14. He says, if we love our brothers and sisters who are believers, it what? Proves that we have passed from death to life, but a person who has no love is still dead. He's talking about dead in your sins, dead in your transgressions, right? Dead means separated from God. But we certify to ourselves that I, I have really been changed. I, something has happened in my life because this is not, this is not the way I was. I was selfish, I was prideful, I wanted all for myself. I was thinking, if, who's going to help me? And it was me, 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 me. But something, something has changed in me. That is how we prove, we prove that we have passed from death to life. This eternal life is real in our life because our heart has been changed. We want to help people. We want to bless people. We want to be the voice of God, the hand of God, the feet of God to people who are hurting. We cry when people are mourning and we laugh with people who are enjoying and glory to almighty God. We don't just sit our hands. This is how we prove. Real strong faith is more than feeling or emotion. It's what? Action. Somebody says, it's what? Action. Amen. 
James and John and Jesus is saying, if I don't feel like helping other Christians, then maybe I have a dead faith. I know so much about God, now I'm living in disobedience. And he's laying it all on the line. So how do we have real strong faith? It is more than what we say, more than feeling. Next also, what real faith is more than something you, what you think. It starts in the head. There's got to be sort of an intellectual connection with God where we really understand what God wants us to do. But if all of this is it just starts and ends in our head, we get a big head and a cold heart like ice. <laughs> we know the scriptures. We can, we know, we know the passages of scripture. We know all the narratives in the Bible, how people came to God and were so generous and loving. But all it states is what? Well, people will quote scriptures. But their heart is as cold as what? Ice. Real faith is more than what you think. It, this is not just intellectualism. <laughs> Look how James puts it in verse 18. James 2.18. Amen. Are you, are, you, are you really loving this, this teaching? James 2.18. Let's say that together. It says what? Now someone may argue. Some people have faith. Others have good deeds. But I say how can you show me your faith. If you don't have good deeds. I will show you my faith by my good deeds. Some people are arguing. They know so much about God. Now it's turning into a, an intellectual battle. Have you ever been to a place where people are talking about God. They've never stepped one foot in church. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Glory to God. Quoting scriptures left and right. Even uh, misquoting scriptures trying to justify their actions. He says they are arguing, they are arguing about some doctrinal issue, some theology in the Bible. They are putting their own spin on it. They know so much. Head is big. Head is big about God. Full of knowledge with God, but heart cold as ice. And James is saying, hey, as for me, I will show you my faith by my good deeds. I will what? Glory to Almighty God. So it's just more than what you think. More than what you know. More, more than what you know. Show me. Show me. Show me. You see twice in this passage of scripture. They just show. How can you show me? I will show. He said glory to God. When you read your Bible. When you come to church on Sunday. You ought to be motivated to go out in the marketplace. In the workplace. In your home. In your neighborhood. And what? Show. <laughs> show people what the Lord has shown to you what he has said to you what he has spoken to you glory to almighty God let me give you an analogy now if I say my health is important I say man I tell you as a human being your personal health ought to be your highest priority in life and I'm just walking all about Personal health and health care and health care. I believe that health is one of the most important things we ought to have in life. And then you ask me a question. Pastor Mike, do you eat right? No. Do you exercise? No. Do you get proper rest? No. Do you ever go for a physical checkup with a doctor? No. Well, all my guacking, guacking about 
personal health is important, you ought to take care of your health, so forth. And if I'm not putting it in practice, I'm just what? It's in my head, but it's what? Hasn't moved me in action. And James is saying, <laughs> oh, as a kid, we, 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 we sang a song. <laughs> You're happy and you know it, say amen. If you are saved, then you do it. And your life really show it. If you are saved, then you know it. Say amen. amen. If you are saved, and you know it. And your life will really show it. If you are saved, and you know it. Say amen. Here's what the Bible says on this. Look at this. We, we, I mean, this is an amazing portion of scripture that we love it. Amen. It says what? Anyone, 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 right? Who belongs to Christ has what become what? 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 The old life is gone, and new life has what begun. Now it doesn't say new life has has been completed, but there's got to be some transformation in you. If you say you belong to Christ, God has worked a new person in you. The Holy Spirit is living in you. The past is gone. Spiritually, you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Now the fruit of that is what. A new life is beginning. <laughs> now, if we don't, if, we, if we're not seeing that new life, <laughs> then there is an issue with what you belonging to Christ. So it's not just what, I, what glory to God. A real strong faith is not is more than what I say. It's more than what I feel. It's more than what I think. Right? Real strong faith is what, even what, more than what I believe. A real Faith is more than something you believe. More than something you believe. Real strong faith. Now this may shock some of you, but hopefully you know this portion of scripture. But let's examine that. Let's, let's examine that. Here's James speaking. <laughs> I mean, he picks the, the real bad dude, Lucifer himself, and he says, let me tell you something about Lucifer. He's a theologian. <laughs> He knows doctrines. He knows more about God than you and I or anybody knows. He's been around for a very long, long time. So let's look at this. James 2.19. You believe that there is one God. Good for you. <laughs> Even the demons believe it and they what? They tremble in terror. The Lord our God is one God. That is doctrinal truth. That is theology. One God. There's only one God. Not 15 gods. Not 25 gods. Not 1,000 gods. You are not God. I'm not God. Nobody else is God. This is the, the height of theology. There's only one God. The creator and the sustainer of every, heaven and earth. God himself. Yahweh. With no vowels in that. He says what? The demons. Lucifer. Believes in this. He knows that there's one God. There's a creator God. Glory to almighty God. There are a lot of people who have strong beliefs in God. Strong beliefs in the Bible. Strong beliefs in Christ. They can recite creeds. They can recite creeds. Recite catechisms. Talk about doctrines. Quote Bible verses. James says, big deal. Good for you. 
just saying I believe in God is not good enough. It's a good start, but if you stop right there, it's not good enough. And the point he's making here is this. That even the devil believes that. Even Lucifer knows that. But the difference here is that Lucifer and the demons, even though they know about God, they know he's righteous, he's powerful, they know he's faithful, they know he's creator, they know he's the judge of the living and earth, they know all the attributes of God, guess what? They do not believe in God. They are not obedient to God. So that belief does not accompany good deeds. And so it says, so you know their fate. There is no transformation for them. There is no blessing for them. There is no paradise waiting for them. They are heading towards doom and domination. And so real strong faith is more than something you believe. The devil believes in God's power. The devil believes in God's majesty. The devil believes in God's attribute. They know that that's why they tremble in terror at the name of God. They know who? They know more about God than you and I know. And so at the mention of the name of God, they are trembling in terror. They are trembling in terror. They know, yeah, 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 yeah. God of all majesty. God of all power. God of all. Oh, glorious God. In all, in all. They tremble. They tremble. They tremble at the mention of Jesus and the mention of God but believe without works is what useless useless that's why the psalmist says only fools say in their heart there is no God <laughs> everything that you've seen around you where did that come from Strong faith that really works is more than something you say, more than something you feel, more than something you think, even more than just something that you believe. Let me bring this message home. Real faith is something what you do. Something you do. And the next couple of verses, James gives us two illustrations that say real faith is not passive, but it's active. It's a commitment. It's an enduring faith. And uses two extreme individuals. One, Abraham, a friend of God. And the other, a shocking, shocking to many people. What? Prostitute called what? Rehab. He says there are two people. But the, the, the common denominator is their faith that was active. And we know about Abraham, right? <sighs> two different people. Abraham, a man. Rahab, a woman. He says it doesn't matter. If your faith is active, your faith is a committed, enduring faith, doesn't matter. Abraham, a Jew, Rahab, a Gentile, like us, doesn't matter. 
accepted by God. Why? Because each of them have what? Active faith. Abraham, called the father of all faith. Rahab, a prostitute. Yes. Abraham, a somebody. Rahab, and nobody. Abraham, a major character in the Bible. Rahab, a minor character. And James, inspired by God, uses these illustrations to say, it doesn't matter who you are, as long as you have the most important ten rights. Faith in God that moves you to action. Faith in God that moves you to a loyal obedience. Visible obedience to God. Where you have surrendered your heart and your life to Almighty God. You say from now on, from now on, it's all going to be God. All going to be God. I live to the glory of God. I glory to God. I'm living. I'm living to the audience of one. The audience of one. Whatever pleases God is what I'm going to do. You can blame me. You can accuse me. You can laugh at me. If you want to come along, please do. But I'm waiting for you. Real faith is something we do. Let's pick it up. Verse 20 to 24. James 2. Help me out. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see his faith and his actions work together. One more time. His what? Faith and his actions work together. One more time. His faith and his actions work together. His actions made his faith complete. And so it happened just as the scripture says. Uh, just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God, and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Now you know the story, ultimate test, where God asks Abraham to give up his own son. This has nothing to do with salvation. 25 years before that, he, sa he was saved and gave his life to God. He was already a believer. But then God comes to him and says, I want you to walk out your belief. Are you going to do what I say you should do, even though you don't understand or even don't even agree with that? And he complied. He took his son. He cut the wood. He did all those faith steps. He built the altar. He had the knife sharpened and ready to go. But listen to something. Amen. This is where action is mixed with faith. Even with tears run down your cheeks. And sometimes a faith move is not easy. A faith move is not comfortable. Sometimes a faith move is not the natural way of things. But that action motivated by faith will get you there still knowing that God will come through. God, we sang a song. I'm going to see a victory, even with tears running down your cheeks, even when it's difficult, even when it's like, who is going to bless me if I let this go? Who is going to be there for me if I spend my time with this person? I have no one by my side. Yo, you have, the angels are around you. God is on your side. Look what Abraham said. The, 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 glory, the Bible puts these things in there for our benefit. Now we have a window into the mind of Abraham. 
You say, why did Abraham go forward with this? Why did Abraham, who God had told him that you're going to be the father of all nations, and this is the only boy who through him will become, will, will, will bring about that generation. Many of us say, I'm not going to do that. That's my own child. That's my only child. God, you, you, God you're going to have to take this child away from me. <laughs> God, you're going to have to wrestle this child away from me. Listen to what Abraham said. He, he, he taught, taught about his mind. Oh, Genesis 22.5. He's speaking to the servants. He's taking the boy all the way. The altar is over there. The wood is on. The knife is, 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 is hiding his coat. He says this to the servants. Read with me. Genesis 22.5. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told the servants. The boy and I will travel a little further. And we will worship there. And then we will what? I will come right back. I will come right back. Who? Me and the boy will come. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I'm going to obey God, but God's going to show up. God's going to show up. God will come through. God will make a way. And miracles go happen. You know? I will do my part and live it up to God because he's promised. He's promised that my descendants will be far numerous. And so, oh, glory to God. Something's going to happen. You know? God doesn't speak a lot. But if he says I should sacrifice this boy, we're going to come back. We're going to come back. I will step in faith. I will show action even though my heart is hurting and Something is going to happen. We would not. I. We will be back. We will be back. We will be right back. You will be right back. You will be back. In spite of your pain, in spite of your hardship, in spite of your difficulty. Glory to Almighty God, because God will show up. God will show up. Having active faith never leaves you broke. Never leaves you empty. Never leaves you holding the... I, 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 God, some say, Pastor Mike, you don't know. If I let go, how am I going to pay my bills? How have you paid your bills? All, all, uh, who got you where you are right now? Glory to Almighty God. Amen. Talk about Rahab. I don't have time to go over Rahab's story. I said Rahab the prostitute is another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions. When she hit those messengers and send them safely away by a different road. Someone who was canceled in life. But when she acted out in faith and did what God wanted her to do. God honored her. Glory to God. Let me close on this note where we started. We like talking about grace. Adam. Grace comes from God. He's the God of all grace. But you can activate it. Grace, more grace, grace upon grace. By what active faith? It is by grace that you've been saved through faith. For what? A life of good works. God's not going to live those good works life for you. But he's looking for those good works to reward you with more faith. So that he'll bring more grace. Grace, faith, works. Grace, faith, good works. Great faith, good works. And the good works is your promotion. Good works is your elevation. Good works is where you are singled out from many. Good works where you are the light of your world. Good works, Lord of God, is God is trusting you. Trusting you to that, that you are not just being blessed by God, that you are being a blessing. Go, am I speaking to somebody today? Uh, let, me, oh, let me end on this note. Look at this amazing portion of scripture. Amen. Look at Jeremiah 17, 7 to 8. 
<laughs> Read with me. It says what? Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in the Lord. They will be like a tree planted by the water. It doesn't fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in the year of drought. Never fails to bear fruit. You see what happens to those who have active faith in God? These descriptors, as you raise both hands up, glory to God. If you've walked with God and are walking in faith, this is your life story. This is your life story. Yes, drought will come. The heat will come, but you will always be green. You are, oh my Lord. Somebody rise wherever you are. Rise where you are. You won't worry. You're not tossing and turning. How am I going to make it tomorrow? How am I going to pay this bill? What's going to happen when I get sick? On my old age, God is saying, because you trust in the Lord. Because you trust in the Lord. You are practicing active faith. Active faith. More than what you say. More than what you feel. More than what you think. More than even what you believe. It is all about what you do by faith in the name of Almighty God. In the year of drought, you will not fail to bear fruit. You will not fail to bear fruit. Oh, my Lord. Somebody's going to get blessed. Somebody's going to get blessed. Glory to God in this in this, in this inflation right times. Somebody's getting a breakthrough. Mama, 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 mama. Because of active faith in the Lord. Wherever you are, tell God, Father, activate my faith. I don't want to be a cold Christian anymore. Tell God that. I've heard your word. I receive it. Amen. Now let me pray for you. Oh, these are hard times, Lord. And I just pray, oh God, my Lord, that even now you will arm your people as they go forth. A new blessing with a new equipment. Oh God. You tell us, Lord God Almighty, that even in the, in the drought season, you will equip your people, Lord God Almighty, to have green leaves and to bear forth much fruit. And so do it right now for every person here, Jesus. Put more oil in their lamp. More finances in their bank account. Soften the hearts and minds of influential people to be generous unto them. Open doors that never existed, Lord God. Favor of the Lord over their life, Lord God. Bless the mighty good. In Jesus' name. Amen. And wherever you are, if you've not received Christ as your Savior, real quick. Oh, don't let the season pass you by. Open your heart to Jesus. These are tough times. You can't do it alone by yourself. So pray this simple prayer with me. It says, as many as believed in him, God gave them the right to become children of God. That's a right that God wants to give you if you receive him. Pray with me. Jesus, I thank you. You came. You lived. You died to save us that I will have a new life of freedom and liberty. And so I invite you, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. Come in my heart. Save me. Make me one of yours. And from now until I see you face to face, I'm ready to be used by you to live that life that you say more than a conqueror. I'm your masterpiece created anew in you to do good works. Bring it on, Lord. I'm ready for my transformation. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name.